Freaks. It's Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, the Tim Reaper strikes again. Plus, a sci-fi space pronoun intergalactic freakout. Hamster wheeling yourself across the Atlantic Ocean and beaten over the head with a Snickers-based nougat nunchuck. All this coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents the music stylings of Cowboy Stardust. Drunken Negro Face Cookies. That really gave me tranny baby fever. You know how to miss prime is my husband nigga. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Yes, Tim back here with you for the Thursday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. Uh, something I forgot to mention the other day. The Tim Reaper strikes again. I'm really starting to believe I have some um, supernatural death powers here. I made fun of my dog on Friday's show. Boom. She drops dead. By the way, uh, a side note here. I realize that the price increases and inflations have hit just about every corner of the economy. But fucking cremation, too? It's literally just cooking a dog well done in an oven. Bake at 1,000 degrees until dust. That's the recipe. Why is it so fucking expensive? Well, I have an answer for you, actually. I can't believe we comparison shopped when our dog died. But look, we're stretched thin right now. I've been shelling out money left and right to keep the dog alive. And now that it's dead, I got to pay even more money. This was like one final fuck you from that dog. May she rest in peace, of course. I mean, she didn't know how much this was going to cost. Maybe. Yeah, apparently when your dog dies at the vet, your vet then is like, ha ha ha, now is when we make the real money. Because you're kind of like stuck in a weird position. They're like, all right, what do you want to do with the corpse of the dog? There's a couple options. Uh, you know, if you didn't love your dog, we could just give you a cardboard box with the rotting remains in there. And you can, I don't know, dump it into a river or bury it or something, which still costs money, by the way. You're not getting out of this without, you know, shelling out a few hundred bucks. Or we work with a, a cremation service, and there's a couple ways we could go there. We could do a joint cremation, which I thought sounded good. I like that option. Because, you know, she wouldn't be going in the oven alone. 
she'd have some friends there, you know, experiencing the whole thing together. The sucky thing about that is, you know, when you do the uh, the, the group incineration, uh, you don't get the remains back. The, you know, the vet tried to paint a pretty picture. She was like, oh, it's nice. They they um, released the remains in this beautiful field. And, you know, it's just like their backyard. They just dump the ashes every night into the wind. And I can't imagine the crematorium is in a nice part of town. You know what I mean? Not exactly scenic. Uh, the final option is the one that you would think of, you know, when, when you imagine, you know, a dog being cremated. And I imagine that often. I, I don't think I should have pets anymore. I'm always thinking about burning them, smoking their ashes. Uh, you know, it, it's just your dog being turned into ashes, being cooked or whatever. And then the remains are returned to you in a nice box or urn or something. That is the most expensive option clocking in at over $500 or somewhere around that price. If you go, you know, the, the, the group dog Holocaust way, it's only a couple hundred dollars. And uh, I, I don't remember how much it was just to have the box with your dog in it uh, returning. Maybe like a hundred bucks, 80 bucks. I don't know. Regardless, it was a lot more than what we spent the last time we had to put a dog to sleep. And, you know, my initial thought was let's just go the the middle route the group cremation uh lord douche did not like that but he's also you know price conscious so he was like let's just uh take her body and i'm like what you just want the vet to put this poor little deceased creature in uh what amounts to a doggy bag oh that's how they got the name of that thing you know like a to-go bag and then what the hell are we gonna do with it i mean taxidermy would be a funny option and if I talked about it on the show, it might be a tax write-off. I don't want that route. I could have it displayed in the back when I'm doing videos. <laughs> Lord Douche also didn't like that idea. Uh, no, uh, he was like, look, uh, we'll bury it in our backyard. And I'm like, what? No, no, no. He's like, we've got plenty of land. He, Lord Douche, for some reason, thinks we live on a farm or something. <laughs> I'm like, land? He's like, yeah, we've got a pretty big backyard. I mean, it's it, it's Okay. It's like it's a bigger backyard than our neighbors, but it's not like we have multiple acres. Also, there are so many fucking critters roaming around because we've got all these trees and stuff. There's like foxes and coyotes and deers. There's no way that poor dead dog is going to find a peaceful resting spot. Something's going to dig it up and eat it. We're going to wake up one day and there's going to be parts of poor Rukia strewn about our back deck. And it's going to be traumatizing. And, and Lord Deuce was like, no, no, we'll dig six feet. I'm like, okay. Like, this is now turning into a whole day's worth of work. We're digging six feet holes, schlepping around dead dogs. Lord Douche specifically asked the lady, like, uh, what does the dog come in? Is it like a little casket? And the woman was like, yeah, kind of. And result, our poor dead dog was placed in what looked like a cardboard box used to contain reams of hammer mill paper. It was it was not casket shaped. It was it was box shaped, a cardboard box. Anyway, I convinced Lord Douche to let me call the uh, the other vet that we used when uh, you know our last dog died because whoever they work with the crematorium <laughs> uh, rates were much more reasonable. I was like, let's just compare prices before we start burying dogs in the backyard and sure enough uh we i got the name of the company that that actually does the cremation 
and they were uh, lovely people. They said, look, we'll come and get the dog. We'll bring it back to our place. We'll cook it up real good and uh, return to <laughs> return it to you the next day. Prices were hundreds, multiple hundreds of dollars less. Bonus, we saved even a little more because since we had the dog, I was like, hey, I can just drop it off to you. She's like, well, we'll take $50 off the price. So now I'm wheeling and dealing and getting discounts for my cremation service. It was a real bargain. Just, you know, be aware if you plan on cremating your dog. Don't go with the first service that the vet tells you to use, right? You, you might want to compare for the best deal. You're welcome. By the way, this, this is not even my main point. I got totally off track here. So, yes, I called it. You know, our dog was going to die. Then I mentioned the, the Smash Mouth singer who wasn't doing well, but he died the same day I mentioned him. Ooh, spooky, right? That's not the only musician who died after I referenced him. Last week, if you recall, we were discussing Mead. This may have been on a Sideshow exclusive episode. Mead began his weight loss journey. You know, he weighed himself and he's like 500 pounds or something. And he's like, I'm going to get down to 190. And, uh, you know, I, me being an asshole started to play the song Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. As in Mead is dreaming. That he'd lose 10 pounds, let alone 100. He's uh, living in a fantasy world. Well, guess who's dead? Gary Wright, the singer of Dreamweaver. This just happened. Things are getting spooky. Now, I know you guys are going to think I'm a total asshole here. Let's be honest, you already do. But there was another death, and it spooked me out because I was like, I know I've made this comparison before, but maybe I haven't. It's something I've thought about. Now even just my thoughts are killing people. My powers are growing. Soon they will be uncontrollable. We're all in danger. But you have to believe me. I would not lie to you. Again, this has to do with Mead, but... When thinking about Mead and Mead singing, he always says, I've got a unique voice. I'm coffeehouse country. And, you know, he predicts that people want to hear this type of music. They they crave it. He's given the people what they want, even though, you know, Mead would never be a like a mainstream hit maker. In my mind, when I'm trying to play devil's advocate or trying to be a little supportive of Mead, I would think to myself, well, you know, there have been some artists who have never really been uh, chart toppers, but still they have a devoted audience who will go out and, and see this band or person in concert, buy all the shitty merch and all the CDs that come out, and the band does pretty well for itself. In some cases, they're very wealthy. And the, the two examples that would float around in my mind, and I can't believe I never really discussed, I don't think I mentioned either on this podcast, uh, The Grateful Dead, right? They were a very successful band, didn't have like a lot of number one hits. I guess Fish would also be in that category, right? But the one I was thinking of was um, Jimmy Buffett. And the thing about Jimmy Buffett, I'm sorry if there are any parrot heads out there, but like Mead, uh, Jimmy Buffett's music was awful. Yet the dude was like a billionaire. Here's a little bit of a, a standard Jimmy Buffett song. They all sound like this. I don't know. It's got like that folksy Calypso tropical vibe, which is fine if you're on vacation. That's like the one time listening to Jimmy Buffett music is acceptable. But like there are people obsessed with this guy. 
just listening to boat drinks in their car. Boat drinks. Boys in the band ordered boat drinks. Visitors scored on the home ring. Honestly, I think Sweet Tea's a better song. I'm sorry. I find myself singing Sweet Tea. I don't find myself ever uh, singing Grapefruit Juicy Fruit by Jimmy Buffett. You know what I mean? Big yellow joint. Big yellow joint. I mean, listen to the lyrics here and tell me these are better than Mead Skelton's lyrics. Grapefruit. A bathing suit Chew a little juicy fruit Wash away the night What the hell is that? The trick is, you know, Jimmy Buffett had that one smash hit Margaritaville and he turned that really into an empire. Like he was selling Margaritaville margarita makers, like machines you could purchase, kitchen appliances. That really kick-started his fortune, man. And then he recorded that song, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Another dumb-sounding song. And I'm pretty sure he wrote that just to start his Cheeseburger Stand franchise. There used to be one in Columbus. I'm pretty sure I ate at Cheeseburger in Paradise a few times. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was, you know, it was a cheeseburger. I wouldn't say it was in Paradise. It was a cheeseburger off of 270 West. That doesn't sound nearly as catchy, though. My point, of course, is there are a lot of similarities between Mead Skelton and Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett sang about margaritas. Mead sings about sweet tea. He should start his own sweet tea company. That's how Mead's fortune will begin. Or his utter financial collapse. I sunk every last penny into Confederate sweet tea. Like, he would name it something like that. General Lee Sweet Tea, you know, like something that just turns off half the fucking population. Everybody, I want you to try Mead Skelton's Happy Slave Sweet Tea. Just look for the package with that big grinning Negro on it. You'll be asking for more Happy Slave Sweet Tea for show. Anyway, uh, I was thinking about Jimmy Buffett and now he's dead too. Do not cross me, freaks. I'm like uh, Carrie at the prom over here. Got my dirty pillows all hanging out, flinging people across the room, setting shit on fire. Death! Death to everyone! Sorry, guys. Uh, I am in a mood today. Let's switch gears. You know, I was so pissed to find out that that uh, video game Starfield did not come out for PS5. It was uh, pretty much a uh, Xbox exclusive. I mean, you can play it on PC, but I don't have a PC with a good enough graphics card. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of shit out of luck. And you know, I love my space simulations. I'm still playing No Man's Sky after all these years. I just wanted something new and pretty and shiny to play with. Unfortunately, Starfield will uh, not be that game because I'm not buying an Xbox just for one game. And seriously, what else aside from Starfield does the Xbox have going for it? I don't give a shit about Halo. That's pretty much it, right? Uh, anyway, I was looking up reviews of Starfield. A lot of influencers and uh, live streamers got the game early you know, to mess around with and, and show everyone. And uh, one video that, that has kind of gone viral, you may have seen it, involves uh, some guy very upset with not even uh, gameplay per se. Like the start of the game got him all riled up. I just want to say something to you, Bethesda. just want to say a little, little something. There is nothing I love more 
Taking my headphones off, fuck that. Ooh, the headphones coming off. He means business. Although it's hard to take serious anyone with a bunch of like toys and action figures strewn about behind him. I get it. He's a streamer. He plays video games for a living. It's not like he's an economist or professor or something. But if you've got more than, I don't know, five Funko Pops on display, I take what you say with a huge grain of salt. If you want to act like a journalist or some sort of authority on the matter... Wearing a black graphic tee and an overuse of RGB lighting is not the way to go. There is you know? nothing I love more than to, to, to sit down, comfy chair, turn on my PC, fire up a brand new RPG, uh, uh, lose myself, think, oh my god, just think of this world, just think of all the planets I can visit, all the immersive things that I can get involved with, all the fights, all the relationships, all the people I meet, all the places I go. I'm so excited to go there. And you know, I love nothing more than with all of that laid out in front of me. I love nothing more than to be dragged out at every fucking conceivable opportunity so you can fucking current day us. That term is current day us. What does he mean by that? Sorry, did you want to get immersed in our world? Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! This guy's whole argument is flawed for one important reason. His whole thing is, I want to be immersed. I want to feel like I'm in this world. But what he's complaining about is at the start of the game when you're like building your character, which is something you don't get to do in real life. This is typically where you like, you choose your race, your build. Are you tall? Are you short, fat, skinny? Do you have scars, tattoos, birthmarks? What's your name? What's your gender? You know, all that shit. So this isn't even the part of the game where you're supposed to be immersed. Furthermore, if it's just this idea of pronouns that are upsetting him, just pick your standard he, him pronouns. And then that's it. I mean, you're you're not being forced to play non-binary. Sorry, did you want to get immersed in our world? Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! <laughs> Fucking gender ambiguity! Fucking current day Californian shit! Cause that's all we fucking know! Cause we're boring! We're so fucking boring! I think we found our Grand Marshal for next year's LGBTQ Pride Parade! We can't see past our own fucking reflection! That's the level of our narcissism here at Bethesda Western Game Company! Fuck your immersion! Fuck you having a good time. Fuck you falling into a world and just getting lost. No, no, no. Current fucking day. Now, believe it or not, I actually agree with this guy. Oh, hot take incoming. Boop, boop, boop. I actually do, uh, in part, uh, agree with this guy about something. To explain myself, we have to answer the question, what is a trans person really? Are they even human? I argue no. No, that is not what I'm saying at all. A trans person at a very basic level, at least, uh, you know, the, the trans that we've all been talking about for the past, I don't know, five or ten years, everyone seems to be consumed with, even though they're like, what, point something percent of the population, one percent, two percent, I don't know. But okay, they're people. <laughs> at the base level, I think we can all agree they are technically human beings. No, again, that's not what I'm arguing here. Uh, at, at the very uh, basic level, trans people, like a trans person was, uh, for instance, born uh, with male genitals. Outwardly, he they, they look like a man, 
but inside, right inside their brain, something feels off. They, you know, they they always feel like a woman, and uh, so a lot of times they go through the gender reassignment. Sur- they they become women. They identify as women even before their surgery or whatever. They may say, you know what? Even though outwardly or biologically or something, I am uh, I'm a man. I feel like a woman. I would prefer it if you used female pronouns, she, her. That would make me feel comfortable. That's great, right? But in the game, in Starfield, we have the opportunity to uh, create our character, something you don't get to do in real life before you're born. So if you feel like a woman and you want to play as a woman, create a woman character in Starfield or vice versa. It's one of the cool things about video games. We get to create the character we want to be or play, you know? If you feel like a woman, want to be a woman, play a woman or play a guy. This argument could really be used either way because that that would also mean, okay, there's no harm in having the pronoun option because it's all fantasy, right? You know, maybe you're just a straight dude who wants to play as a female or a gender bending dude that goes by they, them pronouns. Like who the fuck cares? In the end, it does. I'm, I'm kind of arguing against the point I'm just making here. I don't know what I'm arguing anymore. I don't know if I'm for or against this. I'm confused. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. I think I'm telling myself to fuck off. You're boring. You're fucking dull. You have nothing to say. You are a one hived mind twat waffle. Okay, now he's just reading Distorted View daily podcast reviews verbatim. And you wonder why people are getting so fucking sick and tired. You take everything we love, all our immersions, all our fantasies. All God, this guy must really hate his fucking life because <laughs> that's all he's talking about. He really wants to be immersed and forget about his current real life. He's sick and tired. You take everything we love, all our immersions, all our fantasies, all our escapism, and you just can't help shovel your dog shit, fucking crap, ideology into everything, every single solitary fucking thing. You know, not to get too esoteric here, and please voicemail in if I'm using that word incorrectly. There's like a 90% chance I am. That means cleaning your skin, right? Like with abrasion or something, like rough stuff. Anyway, the whole genre of science fiction has historically been about progressivism. This idea that in the future, we're going to be able to improve society in various ways, eliminate prejudices and all the bad things. And this, even though a lot of people don't necessarily agree with the whole pronoun thing and trans people in general, this is just another way science fiction is on the uh, the forefront, if you will, of societal change. The classic example, of course, is uh, Star Trek. Star Trek was always a very progressive franchise, even with the very first one, you know, with the black lady, you who, you who, you who, and, uh, you know, they tackled a lot of race issues back in the 60s. First uh, white and black interracial kiss on television. You know, stuff like that. I don't know. Again, ultimately, is it really that big of a deal? So what? There's an option at the beginning. You can pick your pronouns. Take two seconds. Click on the button and then you can get back to your immersion. If you don't want to be labeled they them, you know, you won't. It'll never be an issue again throughout the game. The guy was way too amped up. Losing his mind. All right. uh, Real quick, before we get into the news, 
I've got an Amazon driver confrontation here. A neighbor is very upset because he said the driver lady is speeding down his residential road. And he don't like that. And I get it. I don't know why I care so much, but it does piss me off when uh, people go really fast on my road. And, uh, you know, you know me. I don't care so much for children. So it's not about little kids getting hit or something. I guess I'm just at that age where I uh, I'm starting to get crotchety when it comes to people speeding down my road for some reason. But I do give a pass for delivery drivers. Look, I want my package ASAP. Amazon has conditioned me to be a dick when it comes to that. Like, if my stuff doesn't come in a day, I lose my mind. I'm constantly on the app, tracking it. Like, where are, where is it? And then when it's finally out for delivery, Amazon does that thing where it'll actually show you how many stops away your package is. Like, oh my God, five stops away. So yeah, I don't care if the Amazon driver speeds to get to me. They can go as fast as they want. Plow down as many old people and little turds. It's cool. The guy in this video, though, has a, a real problem. Street, do not race down my street again. I was only going 25 miles You're hour. crazy. I got five people saying who's racing down the street. Now, this woman points out that there are cameras on her in the truck and also her speed is recorded. Now, I don't know if that's true, but people in the comments confirm that this is the case. So for some reason, I believe her rather than this guy who, you know, who just you know, he heard that someone was speeding, saw an Amazon truck and then started yelling at her. Do you realize I'm a part of a company? I don't. Yeah, you're right. And you're going to lose your job because I got your truck number. Well, they realize I no, mean, they don't realize you don't race around a residential track, period. If, a track. Every time I drive. They know how many miles I'm right. I'm it driving. How about your? Speed? It does matter. It doesn't matter. It does. You're fucking wrong. Because if you're saying I'm wrong, you're wrong. And they're watching me. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> well, now she's out of the truck, and that's when things escalate you're, here. Fuck your mother. Don't. Oh, you just hit me. So he hits her. She says, uh, "You can't really see it on camera, but the 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 camera does jostle." You just hit me. Hold on, what? You spit my face. You, you spit my face, you bitch. Hell yeah, bitch. And, and I'm a spitting your face. Well, he, she hits him multiple times. His nose is already bleeding. Like, she does way more damage to him. Now, he says that she spit on him, and I think maybe she did before the first punch was thrown. I'm wrong. You're wrong. Right here. Wait a second. Me. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Fuck you. You're right there. You hear that noise? It definitely sounds like she was spitting. You're wrong. Fuck you. You're right after the fuck you. She goes. You're wrong. Fuck you. You're fuck your mother. You just hit me. So yeah, he. I'm pretty sure she spit on him first, which is like assault. I can sort of understand why he punched her at that point, right? He just hit me. You spit my face, you bitch. Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> and I'm gonna spit in your face. No, she doesn't deny the spit either. He's hitting me. No, you. Well, you can't be all like, why, why are you hitting me? He's hitting me. Yeah, you spit on him. Why are you hitting me? What? what? Because he hit me first. Oh, and then the wife comes out trying to insert herself. I don't understand. Why are you hitting him? Are you kidding me, cunt? You didn't hear the guy screaming at her You know, for the past minute and a half? Yes, he did. No, I, I did camera. not. Yes, I did. I got a camera. Look. Hey, why are you hitting me? After he hit me, 
And I had a face. You spit my face. After he hit me, I had a face. <laughs> His face is covered in blood. She did some damage, man. Hey, what up? She's telling him to go go inside. I hate the clueless woman who just comes out. This always happens in these videos. There's always someone who appears after the fight, and they're just like gumming up the works. They don't know what's going on. They're asking weird questions. Who are you? Well, let's see. There's a big Amazon logo on the side of my Amazon van. You're looking right at it. I'm going to say I'm an Amazon delivery driver. You stupid twat. You stupid twat waffle. Twat waffle. I need to learn to say it like him. <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. That's pretty much where the video ends. No word yet on if this lady still has a job. I could see why Amazon would want to fire her. She's the first one to get physical, you know, spitting on the guy. But he was yelling at her for over a minute and he was like super aggressive. I'd give this one a pass if I was uh, Amazon. This lady seems dedicated to her job, you know? All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. And I Right now. Look, I've got dead dogs to incinerate. I got bills. If you'd like to support Distorted View Daily, oh my god, I would sure appreciate that. Best way to do it is to sign up for the Sideshow. That's our member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, Every week, I do brand new Sideshow exclusive episodes, typically two times a week. This week is no different. Yesterday was a Sideshow exclusive episode, and I'll be doing another one tomorrow. If you want to catch them, sign up right now. Superfreaksideshow.com. Membership's very inexpensive. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. You get access to a uh, special password-protected RSS feed that works with most podcasting apps. Uh, instructions are up there over there at uh, superfreaksideshow.com for an even easier way to gain access. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify, either on iOS or Android devices, uh, you can sign up for Sideshow Access right in those apps. Just a few taps. You'll get the uh, brand new Sideshow exclusive episodes right alongside the free episodes in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you choose. For more information on all the ways to gain access to the Sideshow, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. One final way to support DV, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. If you pledge at least five, you get access to a special voicemail line, and I play those calls first. So typically, you know, we're, we're behind on voicemails three months or so. <laughs> so, you know, with the Patreon line, you call, I play the next day or next couple days or something. It's a fun little perk there. Patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up. Well, looky here. We got one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida is the most well, we got a story about a Floridian who wanted to desperately escape Florida. Finally, a Florida man with some sense in his head. Not too much sense, though. He crafted a giant uh, makeshift hamster wheel of sorts, and he wanted to use that to, quote, run to London. Yeah, he was going to take that hamster wheel on the water and roll it across the Atlantic to London. They, he's still a Florida man. According to a criminal complaint, 44-year-old Reza Bellucci is facing federal charges. What the hell, man? I thought this was a free country. If some idiot wants to try to cross the Atlantic with a hamster wheel, let him. 
Don't arrest him on felony charges. Good Christ. All right. Uh, according to a criminal complaint, 44-year-old Reza Baluchi is facing federal charges after he was rescued 70 miles off of Tybee Island. That is not in Florida, by the way. That's Georgia by uh, Coast Guard officials. The marathoner was found on August 26th in his bizarre hamster wheel contraption and asked standard questions. What are the standard questions you ask someone who's stuck in a hamster wheel? Based on the condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, the Coast Guard officers determined Bellucci was conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage, the criminal complaint says. I mean, he was floating. The vessel wasn't sinking. That's half the battle right there. That uh, unsafe vessel is a giant metal drum with inflatable buoys on each side and paddles that are powered by a runner inside. Take a look at the chapter artwork and you can see this thing and it really does kind of look like a hamster wheel. The complaint says that Bellucci was unable to provide officials with the required registration for his water vehicle, as if that even exists, and informed officials that he was running in his hamster wheel all the way to London, England. When Coast Guard officers told Bellucci they were cutting his voyage short, Bellucci threatened to kill himself. <laughs> now that's Florida, man. <laughs> so Bellucci's like, I will kill myself if you don't let me take my hamster wheel to London. Uh, yeah, he threatened to kill himself with a 12-inch knife if anyone tried to apprehend him and claimed to have a bomb aboard. Which, like, if you think about it for more than two seconds, you realize, oh, well, that's not true. This is a hamster wheel that's like constantly rotating around. Like, where the hell would the bomb go? It would be, it would be tossing and turning and spinning around. Be very unsafe for a bomb to be there. Again, wouldn't put it past a Florida man. I guess it isn't out of the realm of possibilities. Now, here, the next line I have to imagine is a misprint. It says here, after days of trying to get Bellucci to board Coast Guard vessels, he finally admitted that he did not have a real bomb. And on September 1st, officers were able to get him to disembark. I guess that's right, because this all took place like it started in August and now we're in September. That's when he finally left his little hamster wheel. Court documents said this was not his first attempt to run on water in his hamster wheel. Officials said he attempted similar voyages in 2014, 2016, and 2021, all of which ended with Coast Guard intervention. Well, now you're now you see why he was charged with a felony. Coast Guard is just getting sick of dealing with him. He faces uh, federal charges of obstruction of a boarding and violation of a captain of the port order. That does not sound right, does it? I feel like the sentence structure is all messed up there. According to an exclusive interview with Fox 35, Bellucci's efforts were meant to raise money for various charitable causes, including homeless people. He also said that he was trying to raise money for the Coast Guard, but they ended up being dicks about the whole thing. <laughs> also, police and fire departments. Bellucci says he raised a lot of money, but most importantly, he will never give up on his dreams. The hamster wheel will roll on water again. Quote, I'll never give up my dream. They stopped me four or five times, but I never give up. You can't keep Florida man down unless you use like four or five horse tranquilizers on him. Then he'll go down temporarily, but he always gets back up. All right. Uh, second story we have for you. Well, I'm about to give some more fuel to those anti-vaxxers. You know, the people that say that the vaccine doesn't work. It's mind control. It contains 5G chips inside of it. 
It, it gives you heart problems. It's just the government trying to kill off the population. All that shit, right? Well, get ready for uh, a new angle to this conspiracy. A six-month-old boy prescribed an antiviral drug to treat COVID. Okay, so it isn't exactly the vaccine. This is actually even worse because now people are going to be like, look, if it's not livestock dewormer, I don't want to take it because all COVID medication is a scam. It's part of the new world order. First, they made the frogs gay. Now they're going to turn everyone gay. What? Someone's been listening to Alex Jones a little too long. All right. So this uh, baby was taking an antiviral drug to treat COVID, but it suffered a bizarre reaction. His dark brown eyes have turned bright blue. No! Although this is interesting because those who distrust the government and happen to be Nazis, they don't know what to do at this point. Because, you know, Hitler always said, blonde hair, blue eyes, good. That's, uh, you know, that makes a good Aryan. And a lot of these neo-Nazis I see don't have blue eyes. What if I told you there was some medicine that would give you uh, some baby blues? The downside is it's COVID medicine. Dun, dun, dun. Heads would be spinning, right? All right. So, yeah, this baby. Okay, I got to look at the chapter artwork. I'm not going to show you. Well, actually, I'm going to try to do a side by side because both of these images are fucking horrifying, right? Like, this is nightmare fuel. This baby doesn't just have brown eyes. They look like shark eyes. I mean, they're all black. Doesn't look dark brown to me. This, this baby's the devil. It, it looks like a demon. It ain't right. There's something wrong with this baby to begin with before the medicine was even administered. And then after the medicine, the baby's eyes are completely blue. Not just like the normal part. His whole eyeball is pretty much like blue, but it's like a, a purplish blue. It is so fucking freaky. Put this monstrosity down. I know a good deal on a cremation service if you need it. They normally just do pets, but you know, babies are small. The six-month-old baby was prescribed an antiviral drug to treat COVID. Uh, the unnamed infant from Thailand was given a... Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Favaparavir, a treatment commonly used for influenza and Ebola. It was used as a COVID therapy in parts of Asia and Europe during the pandemic, but it was never approved in the United States. Doctors in Bangkok, who treated the infant, said the antiviral drug released a fluorescent chemical that accumulated in the boy's corneas. I mean, it looks cool, but uh, he does look like an alien. The boy's eyes changed hue 18 hours after receiving the treatment, but returned to their natural color five days after medication ceased. Oh, this was just a temporary side effect. That's not nearly as cool. Uh, this particular drug, the Favipepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepepep
On day one of taking the medication, the little baby received 82 milligrams. And 18 hours later, the mom noticed the eye color change. Quote, no bluish discoloration was observed in other areas such as skin, nails, or oral and nasal mucosa. Well, that would be cool if he was like blowing blue snot rockets. Someone should come up with a novelty product that just changes the the color of your boogers. Rainbow colors or something. That would be fun. There's got to be a way to do that safely. Symptoms improved after three days of the drug therapy. The researchers wrote in the study, an eye examination was performed after treatment. The patient was able to fix and follow the light in all directions. So, you know, he could at least see something. Doctors also found the cornea was clear and lacked a bluish corneal hue. And no blue uh, pigment deposits were observed on the surface of the iris. Basically, the boy's okay. Now, that baby, the the boy was the youngest patient to receive the treatment, but he's not the first to experience the bizarre side effect. In 2021, there was a case of a 20-year-old man in India who endured the exact same eye color change. In that case, again, the patient's corneas returned to normal color after a few days. So again, you know, it didn't didn't cause any lasting damage. It just changed your eye color for a few days. It's just a fun thing. Yeah, kind of. Final story we have for you today. Uh-oh. We're heading back to our most fucked up state. Say it with me again. Florida. I'm the fucked up state. Yes, Florida man is at it again. This time he was arrested a few days ago on September 4th after allegedly pelting a pair of Walgreens workers with Snickers bars during a 1.20 a.m. confrontation. When you don't have a knife and you don't have a gun, Snickers really is the way to go. You know, if you have to pelt someone with a candy bar, Snickers are pretty hefty. I think it's all it's due to the nougat, right? The nougat and nuts. You don't want a three musketeers bar because that that chocolate is very airy and light. This guy chose the the correct candy bar to attack someone with. The employees were not injured in the candy assault. Cops say that idle, no uh, quesadilla, (laughs) and I'm probably butchering that name, 23 tangled with workers after unsuccessfully trying to buy cigarettes at a Walgreens store in Clearwater. Is it because he looks so young? Oh, what a baby face he has. Uh, the man had shown a photo of an ID card, but uh, was refused service due to a business policy. Apparently, you can't just show a picture of an ID. You have to actually show the ID. Motherfucker came in with a Polaroid of someone's driver's license. <laughs> I can see why they turned him away. Well, uh, he was denied his cigarettes, and so the man reportedly became irate and began throwing Snickers bars at a female employee. She was hit in the face by the candy, which contains nougat, caramel, and peanut, or caramel, caramel and peanuts, all of which are enrobed in milk chocolate. A second worker then told the man to leave the store, but he refused. Instead, he allegedly threw several more Snickers bars, this time at the other Walgreens employee, striking him in the chest. By the way, the man appeared to be intoxicated. No. Color me surprised. Uh, while he claimed he didn't mean to throw the candy at the second worker, even though he threw multiple Snickers at him, surveillance footage showed that he was very intentional where he directed the Snickers bars. Additionally, two of the defendant's cousins corroborated the female worker's statement that the man threw Snickers uh, bars her way. Noi Casada. Oh, that sounds way better than Quesadilla. I think I got I think I got his name down here. Uh, Noi Casada was arrested on a pair of misdemeanor battery counts 
He was booked into the county jail, from which he was released Monday morning after posting $1,000 bond. See, now this guy sounds like a real Florida criminal. Pissed off at a Walgreens chucking Snickers bar. That's Florida man behavior. That other guy was just trying, you know, trying something cool, trying to hamster wheel his way to London. And then the dude still got in trouble, still got arrested. He's facing felony charges. Florida man can't catch a break. Everything's stacked against Florida man. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Thursday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of ya. All right, love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. You know all the ways to contact me. More importantly... Love hearing from you uh, on our voicemail line, 206-666-4463. That's the number. It's in our chapter notes there in case you are more of a visual person, I guess. And don't forget, if you pledge at least $5 over there on our Patreon account, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And yes, we do have some patrons checking in today. You know, you can still spell chess with four letters if you use the Germans. uh yeah. That's what I was. I was going for the German spelling of chess. I'm that smart. You know, this is a very intellectual podcast. German symbol for two S's called like a Scharfe S or whatever. Oh, then I didn't even know there was a German symbol for two S's aside from, you know, SS. You spelled it with four letters. So I don't know. Which is like a Nazi thing, right? You had it right the whole time. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. A lot of people coming to my defense on this whole chess only having four letters thing. Hey, Tim. Appreciate Red. that. I'm uh, just calling in to because I want to throw my hat into uh, the meat dad's right. death pool. What do you got, Red? Uh, I really like the idea of his dad dying on like a black holiday because <laughs> I think that would really piss me off. So I'm going to say like Martin Luther King Jr. Day or something. Mead's dad is going to die on June 19th, 2024. Oh, Juneteenth. Also known as Juneteenth. Good guess. I was also thinking Martin Luther King Jr. Day would be a good one, but I don't know. I think Juneteenth is better. All right, right, well, all that means is Martin Luther King Jr. Day is still up for grabs. (laughs) Call in, get your name uh, and date in the death pool. By the way, uh, when I'm recording this show, you know, it's the Thursday episode, but I you know, post the show at exactly like midnight. So, yeah, I record the show on Wednesday. And that's uh, Mead's weigh-in day. And I just so happened to have Mead's weigh-in here. Are you guys interested? This is like a little bonus segment, right? Uh, check this shit out. So, uh, before, I think Mead's first weigh-in was at 293 or 294. All right, folks, we're down to 291.6. All right. Well, he's lost uh, like a pound and a half, maybe. I mean, there are a lot of variables here. First of all, Mead is shirtless. and He's wearing less clothes, I think, this time. I don't know what time of day. (laughs) I'm looking for all sorts of reasons why this number is actually lower. Well, you know, maybe he did work out. Still, Mead is not happy with these results. Ah, must be water weight. The reason why he's saying this is because he's uh, weighed himself before, like before he started filming, and he weighed less. You'll hear him here. All right, folks. Well, I had a feeling this would happen. I knew. Yeah, this is all part of the plan. That you wouldn't see my lowest weight. So I have a confession to make. I've been weighing myself behind y'all's back. (laughs) Yeah, this whole thing is a scam, man. My lowest weight uh, of this week, well... 
in between when I weighed myself was 288 pounds. So he's like, that's the actual weight, you see. I, I've lost a whole bunch of, of weight, even though the scale now says 291. So, um, which yeah. I was yesterday. Yeah, the scale's against me. I bet you that's a liberal, demonic scale. This scale's possessed by Satan. And then I went out and worked out yes last night, and now I am 291. So you're not seeing my progress, but oh well. That's all right, folks. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, that's what water weight does for you. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to be blaming a lot of his weight issues on water weight over the next few months. Water weight is going to play a huge part in all of this. Still, I mean, the point is you're you're in the right direction. You're going the right way. You're down. You are at 293 or whatever. You're now at 291.6 or whatever. Like, it's still, you, know, you lost a, at least a pound. Which is pretty healthy, right? Every week losing a pound or two. That makes sense. I just love that meat is upset. <laughs> he was supposed to lose more weight. When he cheated and uh, weighed himself before, it showed that he weighed less. Hey, Timmy Lou, this is a Lifetime Sideshow Show member Opus the Penguin. Um, I know I talked to you before that I was having some problems with my uh, with my membership and everything, but apparently that has been that's been rectified. So thank you very much. You are welcome. Right. Hey, I may not be the fastest when it comes to responding to emails, but I get shit done. Dot dot dot. Eventually. I thought you might want to. I thought you might find it funny that apparently I had a psychotic break yesterday and was walking around through my hometown with a gun. Yeah, I saw that video. I didn't mention it on the show, although it was very DV worthy. I'll let you tell the story here. I just happened to be online and I saw that, uh, oh, one of my freaks has gone live. And boy, did they go live. They went live in a big, big way with a gun and police. It was a scene, man. Gun and got uh, a cop called on me. And uh... now to be fair. You you stated in the video that there were no bullets in the gun, and you even you know you you pulled the trigger multiple times to show that there was nothing in the chamber there, which was nice. But uh, I, I hope I hope you're feeling better. I, I don't know what the hell is happening in your life, but I hope things have calmed down, and you're on your medication. If you need medication, or you're getting help, if you need anything, help wise email me because you know i don't i don't need to lose any more freaks you know they're dropping like flies over here i need every one of you so please don't do anything crazy stayed at the stayed at the hotel for 16 hours straight for medical observation i just thought it was funny i thought you might think it was funny too well i didn't find it funny i thought oh well there's there's a list that's a listener of mine right there par on course for you idiots didn't didn't hurt anybody. Didn't do anything. I just, yes. for some reason, was walking around with a gun. I don't remember any of it. It was pretty funny. Well, I don't. I hope you got to the bottom of why that happened, and uh, you know, it, it, it won't happen again. Right here. All right. Hope you have a good one, Timmy Boo. Well, I, more importantly, I hope you have a good one. A nice, calm, gun-free day. And again, I sincerely, you know, I hope you hope you're doing well. If you need anything, need to talk or anything, give, shoot me an email. I love my freaks. I want to make sure that they're safe and healthy. Or, you know, not healthy, but not in an active mental crisis. That's important. The show is only fun when we're making fun of other people in mental crisis. I don't want you guys to be in a mental crisis, you know. The whole point is to laugh at others. 
and their misery. <laughs> you see. All right, uh, that is all the time we have. Oh, that's not, that's kind of a downer. Let's let's do one more voicemail here. Jimmy Boo, Jago, it's Twink Toilet. Oh, Twink Toilet will bring the ha-has. <laughs> I'm actually not calling uh, anything necessarily related to DV. Perfect. Um, just listening to today's show, and you talked about having to say goodbye to your dog, Rukia. Oh, okay, so it is going to be an upbeat call. Great. Let's talk about death some more. <laughs> and I just want to give my condolences to you and Lord D- Douche. Uh, oh, my dog, thank Louie. you. Who, ironically, I named. Hey, let's not make this about you and your dog. You're supposed to be giving condolences to me. And now all of a sudden, you just use this as an opportunity to talk about Louie. I see what you're doing, you dick. After Louis <laughs> C.K. Uh, before the whole jerking off in front of women thing. So. I think it's funnier now that his name is Louis C.K. after everything we learned about him. But when I ever had to explain it, it always turns to do a funny answer. But, um, does that dog like hump pillows and stuff and stare at you while he does it? He's going on 12. Um, last month, I had to take him into the vet because he had this weird cough. Um, oh, yeah. Turns out he has some tumors in there. He's had tumors um, before, but they've been just like fatty benign. tumors that they removed off of his side and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he's on steroids. Uh, the steroids don't work, and there's really nothing they can do. So yeah. I that's like you know, that's that's the part that kills you. I'm right? Kind of in limbo right like, now, but I feel your pain, brother. Yeah, it's, it's a shit feeling. It is not good. So yeah, yeah. my condolences to you and Lord Douche. Well, you know we're right there together, man. Been a sucky weekend, and uh, now there's like this pit in my stomach because I know. In the next couple weeks, Lord Douche is going to want to start looking at dogs, right? It's going to be on Pet Finder. That means another one's going to be coming. <laughs> or or work for me, you see? It's, it's a never-ending nightmare! <laughs> all right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. Is it oh god Well, guess what? Fucking pronouns! Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Remember, tomorrow's episode is going going to be sideshow exclusive if you want to hear it you got to sign up otherwise holy shit it's not going to be until monday before we see each other again so yeah sign up for the sideshow so you don't miss a thing otherwise have a great weekend and i'll see you back real soon bye everybody Baby, I love you. And then we go off to car heaven and make car babies. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.